So it's what we want to see, what we encourage everyone to do is move to a more sustainable energy resource. And this can be done. There's no doubt that it would take time to do, but it can be done. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the In Our Backyard podcast with me, Jen Galler. This is the Blue Ridge Environmental Defense League's podcast, where I discuss environmental issues that are happening right in our backyards. This episode, I talk with Gary Morgan, who's one of the founding members of the Belfont Efficiency and Sustainability Team, or Best Chapter for short and local expert of the Tennessee Valley Authority, TVA. We talk about the background and structure of TVA, who provide electricity for 10 million people in parts of seven southeastern states. We discuss TVA's relationship with nuclear and then specifically their Belfont Nuclear Power Plant, located in Hollywood, Alabama. It has been named the Zombie Nuclear Power Plant because it keeps coming back to life. TVA built this $5 billion nuclear plant realized that economics won't work out, stopped construction, sold parts, and now, a couple years later, is trying to sell it to Franklin Haney of Nuclear Development LLC, who wants to run it as a functioning nuclear plant. We talk about what the best chapter did and is still doing to fight against this and what can be done with the plant now. To contact and connect with the best chapter and Gary will be linked in the show notes below, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. I'm with Gary Morgan, who is one of the founding members of Belfont Efficiency and Sustainability Team, or for short, BEST, a chapter of the Blue Ridge Environmental Defense League. So my first question is, can you just explain some background on TVA and their structure for operating? Hey, it's good to be with you this morning, Jen. And TVA had a great original purpose. They were founded in 1933 by the TVA Act. Their purpose was flood control in the Tennessee River Valley. Those particular times, it was, you guess you say, a wild river. The extensive rains, we have a, a very robust rainy season throughout the Tennessee River Valley and problem of flooding. And of course, as you know, during that time, this was a time of the Depression, a lot of people were out of work. So Roosevelt came up with this idea, and Congress, of course, passed the TVA Act and started building dams on the TVA River to control the flooding. In the mid-60s, they were going to start building nuclear reactors, and they wanted to generate power uh, through the nuclear process. Yeah, and TVA is a corporate agency of the United States that provides electricity for businesses and local power companies. So they serve about 10 million people in seven southeastern states. they provide electricity for a lot of us. So that's where most of the Southeast gets their electricity is from TVA. Right, right. It's important to, I guess, to highlight TVA as a corporate government entity of the United States of America. And also in the mid-80s, they removed it as a taxpayer-supported entity to a uh, a ratepayer entity. We, the ratepayers, basically fund the TVA. Mm -hmm. Uh, And as you said, Jim, that's right. They provide electricity to not only to the citizens, but also business entities. And And the TVA, you know, there's good size the TVA is a part of our organization best is one thing we want to do is concentrate on more sustainable energy actions and tell the citizens the truth about nuclear power and tell the citizens the truth about what they're trying to accomplish in the Tennessee River Valley because it is us, the ratepayers, that are paying their bills. TVA currently sees in their power generation capacity about 42% 
from nuclear. The problem with nuclear power, three nuclear facilities that are operating with multiple plant sites, and that'd be Watts Bar, Sequoia, and Browns Ferry, with four plants, Belfont, Phipps Bend, Yellow Creek, and Hartzell, which has never generated any power. And that has been extremely expensive. And how this relates to the sustainable energy resources, it takes money away from the organization to build nuclear power plants. Yeah, so like you said, within the TVA region, they have three operating nuclear plants. And so 42% of their energy comes from nuclear. That's right. 42% nuclear energy efficiency is 1%, wind and solar 3%. And they could really increase that, which is one of the problems that the TVA has right now. They've expended the money for nuclear power and it's put them in a precarious situation as far as their debt goes. Wow. Uh, the last one that was completed was Watts Bar, and that had a cost overrun of almost $2 billion. They said, well, you know, it's only going to cost approximately $4 billion invested into the, the second unit up at Watts Bar. And then as they got working, they discovered, uh, no, no, nuclear power is expensive. Nuclear power proponents are going to say it doesn't cost that much money to operate, but you know, I say it's always reliable. It is not reliable. Nuclear power plants break down. They do pollute. Not only does it generate power, it generates pollutants, uh, such as tritium is one pollutant. And if you're around any type of nuclear fuel facility or a nuclear power plant, tritium is always present when that plant's operating. And that is a base tritium is uh, radioactive water. And they're claiming nuclear is part of their carbon-free inventory. And that is not true. Nuclear power pollutes emissions from nuclear power plants, mm -hmm. uh, but also in the manufacturing process of nuclear power, coal-fired energy and other carbon energy assets, fuel, gasoline, diesel fuel, natural gas is used to manufacture the uh, rods and the nuclear uh, materials that fuel a nuclear power plant. So even though TVA is going to say, well, it's carbon free, it is not. Because on the manufacturing end, it takes a lot of carbon to produce that nuclear fuel. And to TVA's credit, there's only been one accident. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I kind of picture about that because there, there's an old saying that you can't hold a candle to nuclear power. And it's where that comes from is the accident that occurred at Brown Ferry, which uh, was almost catastrophic. One of the electrical engineers went up to a passageway. He actually used a candle. And, you know, there was an airflow blowing through there. And him using that candle started a uh, fire in the insulation. Mm -hmm. And one of the reactors at Brown's Ferry, they have three at Brown's Ferry that operate currently, but it shut it down for, for many years. There. So yeah, I was going to ask, you covered a lot of it, but the economics with nuclear just aren't yeah. working out for TVA. And a lot of the nuclear plants that they're trying to build haven't gone through and that ratepayers are actually paying for these nuclear plants that TVA is building. So that kind of goes into the best chapter and what you guys were fighting on for this Belfont nuclear plant, if you want to talk about that. The plan is a 1960s design. They started getting serious about design in 1968. The construction began in earnest in 1974. It's been mothballed a couple of times. In 1988, it was mothballed. They stopped it. And see, and all this is related to finances and the need for power. One of the reasons Belfont is not generating power currently is because there's no need for it. We, the ratepayers in the Tennessee Valley area, the citizens and businesses, we have invested near $5 billion in this nuclear power plant we call Belfont. It is a Babcock and Wilcox 205 model. That is a similar model, and what the 205 
BMW 205, what that refers to is the number of reactor uh, fuel mm-hmm. assemblies that goes into this plant to power a reactor. Unit 1 is, is 55% complete. TVA claimed it was 85% complete. Then Unit 2 was, uh, I believe, 55% complete, and now it's 35% complete. So in about the time frame of uh, 2005, TVA decided, well, we don't need the power from Belfont, and so this is costing us a lot of money in construction costs, so we're going to cancel the construction contract for Belfont, and they did. Then about a year later, they decided, well, we need to get part of our investment back. So what do they do? During a, a canceled construction contract, there is no quality assurance. When a plan is either being constructed or operated, the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, NRC, has oversight of these plants from construction through operation until the time they shut them down. And so when they canceled the construction contract, the plant no longer needed a NRC permit or license for the construction. So it's what they did, the TVA, to recover part of their money, went in stripped, cannibalized the plant, and reading about it, exactly how much money they cannibalized out of the plant and parts, approximately $100 million in various activities. Part of it, they sold to independent vendors, other nuclear power plants, other power plants. Part of it, they used in their own generation capacities here in the Tennessee Valley Authority system. But uh, the main part of this, the plant was stripped, cannibalized. No quality assurance. And one important thing about a nuclear power plant that the Nuclear Regulatory Commission regulates is quality assurance programs. A nuclear power plant cannot operate unless it has to generate power, this has 100% quality assurance. Without the quality assurance updates, this would be like allowing a physician, which was not credentialed and not licensed, and really is not a physician. <laughs> it's just some guy off the street says he's a physician and, yeah. and wants to operate. You know, I'd be like you going to a doctor and he's actually not a doctor, you're in an operation. So you don't want a nuclear power plant to operate unless it has that quality control and quality assurance program in place. And they canceled it. There was almost a three-year period there during the stripping cannibalization of Belfont where there was no quality assurance. They allowed anybody. There's no control of people. There's no control of what went out of that plant in TVA's attempt at investment recovery. So this is one of the issues that we bring forward now. Uh, of course, to operate Belfont would cost an enormous amount of money to get it up. So the stripping and canalization removed, you know, depending on how you want to look at it, anywhere from 50 to 65, 70% of the, of the materials that were needed to operate that nuclear power plant in a safe manner. If, and I've kind of put in a safe manner in parentheses there. Throughout this time frame, so many different decisions have been made with the Belfont plants. So what have some of them been and what have some of the actions been that the best chapter has done? The license for the permit to construct, TVA applied. Again, they said, well, maybe we do want to generate power. You, you see where it's going? There's it, it, a conundrum here that TVA placed on themselves. First, they say they're going to build a plant. So they build a plant. They spend fi- near $5 billion of our money, part taxpayer money, part ratepayer money. And then they said, no, we don't need the power. So we're going to stop construction. Then to get our money back, we're going to strip it down, and we're going to sell the parts. And then they say a little bit later, well, maybe we do want the construction. This is a nonsensible model for any business. You can't run a business like that. And, of course, this is not a business. It's a, a separate corporate entity of the United States government. They have taken advantage of the ratepayers and taxpayers 
of this area. And with this off-again, on-again construction model, it's just a bad business model. At this point, they've got the plant reacquired their construction license, which, by the way, Blue Ridge Environmental Defense League, Brettel, and also BEST, Belfont Efficient Sustainability Team, we thought they shouldn't do that. But not only did we think they shouldn't do that, so we sued them in court. The bottom line of that, we lost the case, but there's important information that came out during that case. The Nuclear Regulatory Commission, NRC's chief engineer, uh, Mr. Williams, he said, this is wrong. You're not meeting the quality assurance program standards. You're not meeting the law. You can't operate this nuclear power plant. You can't approve the construction contract again, and it be an oversight be through the NRC because there has been no quality assurance. And the requirement is 100% quality assurance of everything going into that nuclear plant and the operation of the plant during construction. And if it's ever finished, the operating to generate electricity. So the quality assurance program was lost for a period of approximately three years. There's been an attempt to reconstruct that quality assurance program, but it can't be done because we don't know who went in the plant. We don't know every single item that was taken out, and that's necessary in, in a nuclear power plant. That quality assurance, safety records, and everything about a quality assurance program is important and required by law. Right. So now there's this whole string of other issues that comes along with it that TVA is just trying to do with the quality control. And now they're trying to sell it for someone else. I think it's it's important here to point out that, hey, we fight the good fight, right? Mm -hmm. We want to see TVA generate power. And and it's not only TVA in the Southeast where Brettel operates in wanting companies, individual corporations to generate clean energy. So it's what we want to see, what we encourage everyone to do is move to a more sustainable energy resource. And this can be done. There's no doubt that it would take time to do, but it can be done. There's a new buyer for Belfont. That is tied up in a court battle right now. TVA at the end before they uh, wanted to sell the plant, which was a gentleman named Franklin Haney. He formed an organization, uh, Nuclear Development LLC, and his reasoning was, I've always wanted to own a nuclear power plant. Haney's an interesting fellow in that he owns a lot of TVA assets, and TVA leases them from Haney. I call it the Crystal Palace up in Knoxville is one such asset. There are other TVA assets in Muscle Shoals, Chattanooga. Nashville that is owned by Mr. Haney. And Mr. Haney also leases to the federal government and state governments other office buildings across the United States, particularly in the Southeast. So Mr. Haney is tied politically, and that's been a problem for him in attempting to get licensed to operate Belfont. Yeah, and as you said, this plant has been on again, off again. TVA has stopped construction, started it, reapplied, sold parts, all of this stuff and correctly been titled the zombie nuclear plant because it just keeps coming back up, keeps coming back to life. So what is currently going on with the Belfont plant in regards to trying to sell it to Franklin Haney? We call it a zombie reactor because it's dead, but it's not dead. It keeps wanting to come back to life, and this is the problem that TVA has. So in, in the infinite wisdom, the board says, okay, we're going to sell the plant. And that's why I was telling the history about Mr. Haney. And Mr. Haney started out his life, by the way, as a Bible salesman. Then he went into real estate development. And he was very successful because he used government entities to gain his money, basically through real estate development. And then now his family basically owns Nuclear Development, LLC. 
and he's hired ex-TVA employees, the uh, nuclear operations officer and chief operations officer, to run his business and different aspects of the business. And so mm. Franklin Haney's bid through nuclear development to buy the Bellefonte plant has not been successful at this point. It's currently in litigation in federal court and probably will remain in litigation for some period of time. TVA would not sell the plant, although... As I back up just a minute to say, how did we get there? TVA decided to sell Belfont. Franklin Haney and Nuclear Development was the high bidder. They bought it for $111 million. Now think about this just for a minute. The citizens have $5 billion invested in this property, and the TVA, in their infinite wisdom, sells it for $111 million after cannibalizing and stripping the plant. There's a problem there. TVA and selling the plant says, well, wait just a minute, maybe we can't sell it. And they're right, because there is no quality assurance program for a three-year period. Mm-hmm. Legally, how they can sell the plant. Now, of course, Brettle and Best, we have intervened into the sale of this plant. We want to be heard. We want our point to be made that, first of all, the expense, we don't believe Franklin Haney has the money. He said he has the money, but saying and actually having something is two different things. He said he was going to get a loan from Department of Energy. Department of Energy does not issue loans for old nuclear power plants, which have been cannibalized and stripped. This is not a new venture. I mean, this is not a some new nuclear power development, which the Department of Energy is giving loans for. He can't get the loan. Mm-hmm. He says he has the money. But where this is important, the quality assurance and the money aspect is important because now the Nuclear Regulatory Commission ensuring that if Haney's going to operate that plant, he has to meet the law, and he hasn't met the law. And the NRC has now requested that he show proof that where he has the money to operate, and, and that includes the DOE loan, and DOE has gave him a loan and probably won't. Then there's the issue of the quality assurance. They want him to show how he's going to demonstrate a 100% quality assurance program from the time that plant began construction up to the time he takes over the plant, if that's to occur. Mm-hmm. Because some people have said it would be illegal for TVA to sell a plant that can never operate. Exactly. And as you were saying, back in December, Lou, you, Sandy, and I did a legal petition to the NRC outlining all the points that you're mentioning, why this plant shouldn't be sold, but also just why it shouldn't be operated at all. That's right. We had said in our petition to intervene, you need to have an atomic safety licensing board hearing for this plant because there's problems. We have requested to intervene the process. And so currently it's all up there. Like I said, there's also a federal district court hearing on this because TVA would not sell. And of course, Haney has to get licensed. And Haney's attempting to apply political pressure. The Wall Street Journal had the articles about it. So the New York Times, Washington Post, about how he tried to acquire money from a Middle Eastern connection. And actually Haney had attempted to pay uh, Michael Cohen. That deal fell through, of course, when Michael Cohen went to prison in all that investigation. So Haney, because of his dealings with the United States government, he knows Donald Trump, our president, Mm -hmm. and he's attempted to have political intervention influence the Nuclear Regulatory Commission in their decision-making. That is bad, bad for Americans. It is bad for the citizens of Tennessee River Valley. NRC needs to do their job, and in doing their job, by law, that plant can't operate. 
I think the NRC is aware of that. I think the TVA is aware of it, and that's the reason they decided at the last minute, hey, we can't sell that plant. Now, Haney did give earnest money up front. I believe it was about $21 million he paid in earnest money for the sale. Well, TVA needs to repay that money, and that's what the legal action in the federal court is about. TVA needs to repay that earnest money, and it's what we believe is that Belfont can be utilized, not as a nuclear power plant, but it could be utilized as a large solar facility. There's other ways to generate power other than nuclear power and, of course, coal. And sustainable energy resources is where it's at. So this is the nuclear power industry as it's occurring today. It's costing citizens a lot of money, and there's limits to what nuclear power can do. This is where we're at with Belfont, you know. Uh, right now, it's still not operating, and it should never operate. Yeah, and you were kind of mentioning this before, but if it doesn't operate as a nuclear plant on either sides with Nuclear Development LLC or TVA, the plant's still there, and all that money from the ratepayers was invested in it. So you said some like alternatives, like it could be a solar farm, or did Bess come up with any other ideas of what that could be used for since well, so much money went into yeah, that? Not only solar, but also, I say, run of the river, pump storage. Pump storage would include also running a big pipe from one point in elevation to another point in elevation. Pump water in, run it out. You can have generators throughout that particular system. In other words, there's ways to generate electricity other than polluting your environment. In, in lieu of that, if TVA decides, well, that's just not financially acceptable, then they should sell the property to whatever industrial concern could utilize it. You know, uh, let's see, I believe it's the energy is E-N-T-E-R-G-Y has purchased property adjacent to Belfont to put up an 800-acre solar farm. So, you know, the, the area is being looked at for solar power. Of course, Widdes Creek upriver from Belfont, that was decommissioned. Uh, Google is placing a data center on that property. TVA arranged for the sale of that property to Google. Google purchased it, and they're building a very large data center up there. And, of course, part of Google's business model is that they want to use sustainable energy in running their plant. So this is a reason for solar operations in the area. Yeah, it's interesting that these big corporations and businesses are coming in and they're demanding renewable, sustainable energy and TVA is reacting to that, but not reacting to their taxpayers and ratepayers. You know, it's wherever a nuclear power plant is involved, you have hundreds of contractors, independent contractors and corporations that are involved in building this plant. Nuclear power has its own corporate supporter and lobbyist called Nuclear Energy Institute. And of course, they're going to object to everything we say. For instance, we produced a Browns Ferry report about infant mortality and how nuclear power affects people once a nuclear plant is built. And of course, we were able to demonstrate by looking at hard facts, hard statistics, that since Browns Ferry has been in operation, the mortality rate of that area surrounding the plant in the counties downwind has increased. Uh, infant mortality rates increased by better than 10%, up to 20%. Adult deaths also increased. Of course, Nuclear Energy Institute, they get one of their scientists bought and paid for and say, oh, that's not true. You know, we just let this fact stand on themselves. They can say anything they want to, but the facts are the facts. You know, nuclear power is not only creates uh, profit problems for the corporations that's going to build them, Yeah, exactly. And then is there something we didn't talk about with the best chapter, TVA, the Belfont plant that you want to touch on or talk about? Again, the one thing I'll say, go to our website, 
It's a comprehensive website. We have several reports there. We have the Browns Ferry Report. You can click on that. You can see our actions that we're doing. Uh, currently, we're still monitoring. I monitor Browns Ferry. I don't get it into Tennessee as much unless uh, I have a need to go up there. And again, the monitoring is expensive. You know, there's always fuel cost involved. And it takes a long time. I'm director of the Best Matter Health Project, which is to monitor around nuclear power plants and monitor the health of the people surrounding these nuclear power plants. And that's where our Browns Ferry report comes in. And again, you can see that at uh, www.matter.org. Just my last question, how can people contact or connect with you? Uh, the best way is contact me by email. Uh, I say I'm Gary Morgan, and that would be G-M-O-R-G-1, G-M-O-R-G-1 at gmail.com. Thank you so much to Gary for talking with me and sharing all your knowledge and experience with this zombie Belfont nuclear plant. Something Gary didn't mention is one of the actions that the best chapter did is go to a TVA public hearing to talk against this plant and they actually dressed up as zombies. So there are creative actions to take against serious issues like this. As Gary said, you can go to their website to see pictures and just learn more about nuclear and all of their efforts. And then this is an ongoing fight, so also keep up to date at bredl.org, B-R-E-D-L.org, to see if we get a response from our legal intervention and ultimately what happens with this zombie nuclear plant. Tune in next Friday for a new episode and have a good week, everyone.